This summer, your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines, American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Really great show. We cover everything that you need to know. We cover shadow banning. There is high alert. Uh, You are really, you need to be aware that the voices that you like are now being systematically shadow banned. And in fact, uh, Facebook has just come out and said that they're not going to, they're not going to cover and let you have, you know, just any kind of political commentary, you know, come up higgledy piggledy. Sure. If you want it, you know, there's a few steps you can take to get it, but voices that disagree with the administration are going to become harder and harder to find. And I explain the latest news on what is is happening. Also, there's a sheriff in uh, Ohio. His name is Sheriff uh, Richard Jones, and he's from Butler County. He is warning what the FBI has been warning and warning the Sheriff's Association that we are uh, possibly days away. It's not a question of if it happens, it's just when it happens. Uh, We are on the edge of a major attack here in the United States. He's trying to prepare his county. I wanted to expose him because I thought you should be prepared uh, as well. Also, we have Senator Eric Schmidt on, who is hysterical, believe it or not, uh, and Greg Stubbe, the congressman from uh, the great state of Florida, to talk about the impeachment process with Mayorkas and also the 25th Amendment, and is Joe Biden fit to serve? All that and more on today's podcast. Brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company, something I started with my brother, I don't even know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, And it came out of frustration. We didn't know how to find a good real estate agent. We just, you know, we'd ask somebody, hey, you know a good real estate agent? Yeah, somebody just sold my house, they're pretty good. That's it. I, I mean, it's our biggest investment in our life. Don't you think we should, you know, maybe do a little more homework on that? But what are you looking for? I was working with the uh, 500 best real estate agents in uh, the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I learned a lot from them. And we recommend most of them as well, uh, if, they're in, if any of them are in your area. We look for the people who have the best practices. They know the area. They know uh, how to negotiate, and they've been doing it for years. And they're some of the most successful ones in your area. We don't look just for success. We look for character and best business practices. They also have to be fans of the show as well, so you have something in common. Me. No, uh, values and principles and the way you look at the world. It's realestateagentsitrust.com, a free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, here's the podcast. 
listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Sheriff Richard Jones is with us now from Butler County, Ohio. Hello, Sheriff. How are you? Hey, I'm going to have to smoke a cigarette after listening to that. Hey, <laughs> hey your voice, man, uh, ought to sell something, right, on the pillows. Yeah, there's something, something. Doesn't work on my wife anymore, but maybe it'll sell a pillow. Um, yeah, so, uh, Sheriff, uh, you're in your fir- your fifth term in office as Sheriff of Butler County, um, yes. and you went to uh, Washington, D.C., along with the National Sheriff's Association. And Correct. you usually, if I'm not mistaken, don't you usually meet with the president? Uh the president refuses to meet with the national sheriffs for three years. Um, we have a hierarchy of president. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States, and he refuses to meet for the past three years with uh, our association, what which you, represents 3,300 sheriffs. Or like get this, why, Glenn, he won't meet with the police yeah. chiefs either. None. And we had our meeting and training. Uh, Director Ray met with a, a group of sheriffs. Uh, then the sheriffs came back and discussed with us what he said. And he said that the director of the FBI said the same thing to Congress a week before that. He said that uh, uh, there's more red flags going off now uh, before uh, than before 9-11. Uh, and, uh, and there was only like 12 or 14 people uh, attacked us then. There's over 10 million people here. These are people that are wanting to do us harm. This is what we were told. More red flags going off now. Uh, the director also said that the uh, Chinese are attacking our infrastructure, such as our uh, electrical grid, that hell, it goes out when the weather's bad. But it, it was built in the 1960s. They're trying to get into our phone system, our electrical system. They're trying to hack communications on everything. They're trying to uh, – our sheriff's office is the eighth largest uh, in Ohio of, of 88. 400,000 population, 500 employees. We dispatched for probably 20 different agencies. And our system was hacked by the Ukrainians before they were sort of our friend. But listen, Mm. they hacked our system and wanted a ransom. Now, and we were down for three months, and you're wondering why would they attack us? They're they're attacking everybody. If anybody that's listening to this, your communications, universities, uh, your water, your sewer, your election process, there we get five times a day the Chinese try to get us, and three times in Butler a day, County. The, yes, and three times a day the Iranians. Now. And then there's others. They try to get into your system. They want ransom. And if you listen to what Director Ray said to Congress and to everybody else in the country, but sometimes people don't listen. He said for every one person that works at the FBI that is in charge of cyber, the Chinese have 50. So it's 50 to one. We have one person. They have 50 to every one that we have. And the reasoning for this is because disruption in America, if they go in, they want us to be busy, which we are fighting two wars uh, or involved in two wars, supplying all of our equipment, all of our guns, all of our treasury. And these people don't like us already. And we're killing them on their land or they feel we're causing it. Uh, We've got 
uh, 10 million people here in the United States that we don't know who the hell they are or where they're at. And again, we've had 20,000 Chinese um, uh, uh, military age adults come to the United States just in California, 20,000 so far this year. Uh, and there was like 300 in one day in California. That's yeah. just one sector. The Russians are coming. Yeah, I think the that Chinese happened. are coming in. Yeah. And and they're, they're, um, they're destroying our country. The Chinese are shipping the fentanyl to to uh, Mexico. They're shipping it in. Now we have a northern border in Ohio. OK, Glenn. And they pulled a lot of the personnel from there to send them to the southern border. So now we got more drugs coming in uh, from Canada into the United States, which Ohio parts with and Michigan. And the drugs are coming in. The people are coming in. Uh, and. I wanted people to know we're going to start training my personnel and we're going to train the civilians. 30 people isn't much, but we're going to train them what to do when, like, how do you get out of a building that, that is collapsed? Uh, how do you get out of that building? Uh, we're trying to tell people, and this is a university that's coming to teach this class. We had it filled up within 30 minutes. Uh, we, everybody, mm. I, I'm in sheriff's training today. And their other sheriff's agencies are getting phone calls. What can they do? Now, I don't want you to think I'm Doomsday Jones or Chicken Little. And I tell people, you can do what the Israelis done. They have a real strict um, gun policy in their country. You're not allowed to have guns unless you're in the military or the police. The police is the only thing that saved that country. What we were told, they were they were killed, they were murdered. Uh, one police station, uh, the terrorists came in and killed 30 people, 30 policemen. The policemen only had handguns, and they didn't have enough ammunition. Uh, so, And the same people that came in there are the same people that are here in our country. And when they say 10 million well, I, people are here, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, you know, not all 10 million, but it only took 19 uh, to do the World yes, Trade sir. Center. And in Canada, it was just announced uh, that they are now going to take refugees from uh, Gaza without any litmus test on anything. Well, our northern border is wide open. And, yes, you know, I, 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 I don't think that you're preaching fear. I mean, people might be afraid of this. But you should be informed so you understand what we're facing. You'll understand what we're facing, and then perhaps you'll take action in your own community. I mean, I know here um, where I live, we have been talking about what do we do if there's a food shortage? What do we do if there's problems? How is the, how's the community going to come together? You need to do this because if... If they just hack, forget about the 10 million people that are, that are here, which I agree with you is a massive threat. But if they just hack into our water systems, if they hack into our communications, you don't have communications in America for a week, a week and a half. What do you think is going to happen? You have 72 hours before society starts to break down, because in 72 hours, the bad guys realize wow nobody's coming and they take charge it's not good look the police is all we have your local police so and look look the national guard's not coming the military's not coming and people think well the military the national guard they won't let this happen they're not coming you're on your own imagine people that are listening right now 
When you lose your cell phone and you can't find it for an hour, you puke. You freak out. Uh, these <laughs> people are working. And uh, seriously, you go, oh, I mean, uh, we live on them. And people imagine when you can't communicate. I've been in places, uh, uh, Katrina, where there was no electricity due to a natural disaster. And when you don't have electricity, you can't pump water. You can't pump gas. You can't go to the bank because the bank computers are all down. You can't go to the store. People freak out because you've got enough groceries. Uh, you go to the store once a week. Listen, it's it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I'm not teaching Doomsday or Chicken Little. These people are here. The lady that uh, went to the church, Olstein's church, she she targeted that church, what I seen on the interviews. She had Palestine wrote on her rifle, and she targeted the church. She took her child with her, I assume, so they wouldn't shoot her, but they had no choice because there had been she was going for a bigger target. And this is one person. Yeah. And we know it's coming, Glenn, and it's it's here. And these people, the Chinese are so good at this, they have actually police stations within the United States. The Chinese do. I know they, they do. Have safe houses. I know they do. They have safe houses in every state. And if you live in a rural setting, you think, hey, I'm okay. You won't be okay because what they're trying to do, we were told, we should all look at our local elections. They want to get in the heartland because they, everybody, they know that will create chaos. If you can get into New York and all, they expect that. And when it happens, it doesn't shock them after 9-11. But to get into rural America different story and that will send a shockwave and again i'm going to train my people they're going to have rifles in every car which they do now they're going to have multiple magazines and we're going to train differently and i've got people calling from all over the country this is we've had 14 million views on this we've been on uh your show two days in a row uh you've talked about it and i'm just one sheriff of 3300 and we're all we all know this but when you stick your neck out like this, people attack you. Everything that I have said, director of the FBI has said to Congress, none of this is a secret. And he said, and if you look at the uh, tape of him talking to Congress, he said the exact same thing. And the reason is because they, uh, during 9-11, the FBI knew these people were here training, but None of the rest of us knew. No locals knew. They communicate now, and it's it's all on us. And you got to do something about it. And what you got to do is, when you're in a church, you got to look out because for some reason people attack these churches. And then we got our homegrown terrorists. So we're in a bad spot. And and again, ten million people. They're not all here to do us harm. Okay. But these Chinese. Hey, and I could go on. Going. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Well, let me take just a moment here and talk to you about our sponsor this Valentine's Day. Today, I want to highlight some of the world's greatest love stories. Part one. Well, you did it. You're out there, Tiger. Three and a half hours of storming the gridiron. Three hours and 15 minutes of which were probably as interesting as watching paint dry. But you won the Super Bowl. And now, this Valentine's Day, you go to spend the rest of the night dancing and making out with your hot and famous girlfriend. Yeah. 
because she's got a secret flight out in Washington, D.C. in the morning to meet with the Biden campaign. But it's going to be a special, special hot night for you. And ooh, you are going to be so sore. That's why she's leaving a gift there on the side table right next to the bed. You just have to reach for it. Relief Factor. It's a daily supplement that helps you fight pain. It's drug-free, developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate your pain, and you can see how it works for you with their three-week quick start kit. It's only $19.95, comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better, your money-back guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800-4-RELIEF. You'll feel the difference and know that it works. Relief Factor. Now back to the podcast. Welcome, Senator Eric Schmidt. How are you? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm really good. I've got a couple of things I need to ask you. First, the one that everybody is asking, and I, I am sorry that it may be, you know, I, that, I'm, that I have to bring this up, but are, is there any relation between you and John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? <laughs> well, his name is my name, too. And uh, whenever we okay. go out, All right, uh, good. <laughs> whenever we go out, the people always shout. There goes good. John yeah. Jacob Jingleheimer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good. So, uh, the first of all, let's start with the Mayorkas thing. It's coming now over to the Senate late February, according to Schumer. Um, and uh, I mean, I think there's plenty of reasons for him to be uh, uh, impeached. Uh, one is just just lying to the American people over and over again in front of Congress under testimony uh, under uh, oath that the border was secure when it clearly wasn't. But is this going anywhere in the Senate? Well, we'll see. Um, uh, Schumer issued a statement yesterday. Um, the, the process would be it comes over. The House managers literally will, will walk it over. It's received by the Senate. And what's supposed to happen is all the senators then are immediately sworn in as jurors. And uh, we act as jurors in a trial. Now, I, I suppose Schumer could try some sort of... Um, some trickery to try to table it or dismiss it or something. But the way it's supposed to work is we're supposed to hear evidence uh, and ultimately make a decision. Now it would take a super majority, not a simple majority to convict. Um, right. So we'll see if, if the Democrats ultimately sort of, you know, rally here, but I do think there's a lot, there's a lot of play. I mean, one of the things that uh, in this debate about this border security, so-called border security bill, which is a total disaster and actually made things worse um, and weakened our immigration laws. But one of the things that's on the books right now is this ability for parole, right? You can parole people in the United States. It's supposed to be extraordinary. Uh, it's supposed to be individualized, a case-by-case sort of basis. Um, you know, Mayorkas and this administration have paroled entire classes of people, people from, in, you know, in, in, just because they're from a particular country. That's a clear violation of law. He's obviously lied before Congress. Right. And so we'll see what those articles of impeachment look like. And then as jurors make a decision based on the facts and the evidence and, um, you know, up- upholding our oath. So there has been so much going on. I mean, I listened to the news this morning, and it was all about the different cases uh, against uh, Donald Trump. Uh, we have, I mean, lawfare is the way of the future, it seems. You know, this is, um, I wish uh, the Democrats would take their blue jerseys off for a minute and look at this uh, in a way of, of how does this affect our republic long term? We have never, Glenn, ever seen anything like this. I think Trump derangement syndrome is real. Um, these people 
have completely lost their minds and are willing to do almost anything to not allow the American people to send Donald Trump back to the White House. Because if the election were held today, I think that's exactly what would happen. And I think he's going to win in November. I think they know that. And I think that's why this desperation you see is playing out, whether it's trying to kick him off the ballot. Now, that case was argued, I think that was early last week before the Supreme Court I would expect them to rule quickly on that and also hopefully in one voice unanimously. Um, there's just no legal basis for him to be thrown off the ballot by the state of Colorado or any state. There's just not. Uh, that's one piece of it. And then trying to throw this guy in jail for the rest of his life is total. It's totally insane. So this is this is the kind of stuff, Glenn, if we're happening somewhere else. You know, our State Department will be warning us about it. This is banana republic kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me switch to the uh, 25th Amendment. They tried to do this to Donald Trump and the media brought on experts and everything else said how senile Donald Trump was getting, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously not true. This one you can see. I mean, this is not a conspiracy at all. This isn't made up. This you can witness firsthand. And it is terrifying as a citizen to watch a man in charge. But I don't actually know if he is in charge. I don't know who's running the White House. Um, But normally, no matter who it was, right or left, I would be raising the same alarm saying, this is dangerous. But we also have a replacement who Kamala Harris is. I don't know if she'd be any better. Um, You know, she'd at least be alert and there, but I don't know how good she'd be. But the 25th Amendment has to be invoked by the vice president, right? And the cabinet? That's right. A majority of the cabinet. Um, So the president under the 25th Amendment can do it his or herself. I mean, that's not going to happen. Or initiated by the vice president, uh, voted on um, by a majority of cabinet members, essentially. And then that goes to the House and the Senate. Um, Now, there's a little back and forth. Um, theoretically, if this played out between the president saying, no, wait, I am competent. And I'm saying, no, you're not competent. And then ultimately it would go um, uh, to the House and the Senate for a two thirds um, vote to ultimately um, remove or temporarily transfer um, powers to the vice president. So it's obviously it's very it's an extraordinary kind of thing to have happen because you have someone you know elected to be president. Um, so that's why yeah. you have kind of that high bar and that high threshold. However, I don't think, Glenn, it's, it, it, we've never, we've not seen anything like this. I mean, the president, it, you know, was in these, in these interviews, um, as relates to the document case, couldn't remember when he was vice president, couldn't remember the years in which he served as vice president of the United States. People see this playing out every day as he struggles to get through, um, sentences, um, walking from place to place, you know, falling, all of these sorts of things are in, in very in plain view. And I, by the way, I don't take any, any pleasure in that. There's no, I have no, there's no joy no. in that. All of us, all of us, sad. you know, you know, it's, yeah, it's sad. And there's in, in, in that trajectory of age and decline is not the same for everybody, but clearly you see a precipitous decline now in his capabilities. And it's been that deposition was probably case in point, which why we need to see the full transcript of that uh, because there are only bits and pieces of it, of course, in that report that came out, but it's not good. Um, you know, it's a real problem. And to your earlier point, Kamala Harris is a nightmare um, and a total ideologue who's not all that bright. Um, but you know, if you're if you're talking about she's you know, competent, mental, yeah, she's mentally competent. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. So yeah, um, the um, 
you know, the, the, the only time we have seen something like this, it was kept under, under wraps, and it was Woodrow Wilson. But they hid it. They hid it from Congress. But once his own party, I think he was in hiding at the White House for like a year, and his wife was actually signing mm-hmm. all of the things from the White House. And once his own party, the Democratic Party, found out, they said, you're done. You're not running for re-election because she was planning on him running for re-election. You're not running for re-election or we expose the whole thing. And it was it was about this time uh, that they had come to him. It was this close, I think, to an election when they finally came to him. I don't think is there anybody. I mean, do you hear senators talk about this on the other side and say this is dangerous? Yeah, I think that they in private moments um, will tell you that uh, uh, this is not the same Joe Biden, certainly that they served with some people that served with them um, or even just a few years ago. You know, it just it's just not. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. But to your point, yeah, with Woodrow Wilson, who, by the way, I would argue is. Maybe our worst, pro- it probably is our worst president oh. uh, in American history. Well, give me, I mean, the, we, give we, me we, the Valentine's Day music, will you? This guy's just shot an arrow through my heart. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my Valentine's gift from you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. The happy yeah, Valentine's Day, Glenn. Was. Woodrow Wilson is terrible. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what. That is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, his wife was essentially doing everything uh, at the very end. Yeah. And, and it's amazing yeah. that in 20th century america that actually happened so um yeah people get it people see it um you know people who serve with them people who've been in the oval office talking to him see it right now um it's really a mess so but i don't know if anybody can go so, to him i mean there's like betting odds of whether he'll end up being the nominee um I, he's not willingly giving this up he's running uh now i think the obamas have a lot to do with what's actually going on in the white house um, and I know there's a, a theory that Michelle Obama could be put in place at the convention. Hang on, start the um, music again. Start, start the music again. You may be singing music <laughs> to my ears again. Go ahead. What's going to happen there? Michelle Obama could be placed, you know, at the last minute here. Yeah. We'll see. But Joe, yeah. B- Joe Biden is not is not willingly going <laughs> softly into that good night. No. I don't think. No. So if he doesn't, I mean, they're trapped. They're really trapped. Uh, because there's no way that guy will win. I mean, he'll be, think about how fast he's declined recently to now. Uh, I mean, he's, I mean, imagine if between now and November, there's no way from November to January. I just don't think the guy's going to make it. So there's two, yeah, I agree. So there's two things outside of the typical, like if you were comparing President Trump's record to, to Joe Biden's record, you would say, hey, look, we had a secure border. We had, you know, weight, record wage growth across all socioeconomic levels. We were energy dominant. A lot of great things were happening, right? People, you know, you didn't like them, whatever. But the truth is, America was doing great then. We had no wars. Um, that's what America was for his presidency. All that stuff is very different now under Joe Biden. So under a typical campaign, people would compare, I think Trump wins anyway. You've got a couple things happening now that are very different. One is this lawfare. I think it's backfired. And we talked about earlier. I think it's really backfired. People see it. They know it's dangerous. And I think that will be a motivation for people to say, we're not going to allow that to happen in this country. You may, we may have disagreements, political parties, but there's no way we're going to descend into some third world banana Republic where you're just essentially eliminating presidential, uh, you know, disenfranchising millions of people that way. And then secondly, is this competency thing. People see it. Um, and if you're an independent voter and you haven't made up your mind, 
um, comparing those two, you know, the, the schedule that, that Donald Trump has, the, his, you know, his, uh, his energy versus what you see now from Joe Biden um, is a stark contrast. And I think that's why, especially in states like Michigan, you're seeing this polling. I think this is part of it. Senator Eric Schmidt, uh, one of the good guys in Washington, D.C. Thank you for everything that you do and have done and will continue to do. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I just want uh, the Department of Homeland Security to stand down on our next guest, uh, um, Representative Greg Stubbe. He is the congressman from Florida. He lives in Sarasota uh, and he has four dogs. And my rule is for cats and there should Homeland Security should be alerted. You are a weirdo cat lady, most likely, or you're going to end up with whole bunches of cats and your dead body half eaten by the cats at some point. Uh, in your future but dogs are a different story so stand down greg stubby is with us hi greg how are you hey good how are you four rescue dogs i might add wow so they're probably they could go over to the cat lady's house at some point and well, at least did, there find the body cats left. So, yeah. two of them two of them are yeah. fair, <laughs> okay so. <laughs> uh, good okay so greg last night historic vote the gop uh the house members uh, voted to impeach uh, Mayorkas, first time since 1870, only the second time in our history. Yeah, amen. And and thankfully, Steve Scalise was back to help us get that over the, the hump because we had three Republicans vote no. I can't, for the life of me, understand how you couldn't support impeaching Mayorkas with the systematic failures, uh, repeated systematic failures, the deliberate and intentional violations of federal law every single day at our border. But thankfully, we got that done last night by one vote. And uh, it's my understanding that on the 26th, the trial will begin in the Senate, and the Senate is not in session uh, this week or next week, so they're going to convey those impeachment articles when they get back. Right. And that means uh, Justice Roberts will be coming to the Senate and he will sit and hold a trial. Um, But if you couldn't get with all of the information, you know, it's not just the three Republicans, which are I mean, uh, did you talk to them? Do you know why they voted against? Is it just because they are in purple areas? No, actually, most of them are in very Republican districts. Uh, Ken Buck has announced his retirement. It's been rumored and reported that he's looking to go to CNN, so that probably explains uh, his decision. Uh, McClintock is in a Republican district in California. Gallagher is in a Republican district in Wisconsin. And what's interesting is uh, less than a week after that vote, I think it was days of voting no, he announced that he was retiring and not running for re-election. I imagine because Mm -hmm. his district lost their mind and blew up his phone and his office so, and his staff as to why he would vote against that. So if you can't get all of the Republicans on board with some really compelling evidence, I mean, I don't think there's a question. Um, how, how exactly are you thinking this is going to go in the Senate or does that, is that not the concern of the house? Yeah, I mean, we can't obviously control the Senate. They're going to they have to by the Constitution open up a trial. It is my guess that Schumer's they're going to move it to a committee to try to keep it out of the limelight and let a committee, quote unquote, investigate it. That way they kind of bury it. Um, But they have to move on it. I also anticipate because it's run by Democrats that at some point they'll move to dismiss 
the impeachment because it's a majority Democrat over there. I don't know if that's a majority vote or a 60% vote. My guess would be that's a majority vote. But I, I, you know, this is affecting Democratic districts as well. And I'm shocked that all of these Democrats in the House voted against it because some of these Democrats are in yeah. Trump one districts. And this is going to be a huge election. Oh, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. It, it, does, it doesn't even have to be a Trump one. Chicago. The, the yeah. Democratic activists on the ground in Chicago are saying enough is enough. I mean, this is not a Democrat-Republican issue. I, I don't know how they are going to face their voters either. Yeah, I think politically it helps us tremendously, um, especially in these, these moderate districts or these districts that are currently inhabited by a Democratic member of Congress. And we've got Trump on the ballot in November, and hopefully his coattails will be long enough to bring people over and we'll, we'll garner more numbers in the House. But uh, the, the systematic intentionality and deliberately violating a federal laws on the border and the things that they put in place soon after they came into office, after Trump had put in place all these policies that were working, is uh, uh, completely impeachable. I'm frustrated it took three years to get to this point, but uh, he has no business being in charge of our border. Uh, so we have uh, also a new story coming out that it was Mayorkas that said no to Secret Service detail uh, for Robert F. Kennedy, which is crazy. If anybody you know, uh, knows what happens to people that, you know, run and their name is Kennedy, it would, it would be the Kennedy family. And he said no to secret service, uh, for Robert F. Kennedy. Some would say that's a, a real political move, but, uh, there were, they asked for records. Judicial watch just got the records from him. They were 99, mostly blank and redacted pages of information. I mean, there's there doesn't seem to be anybody or very few that are actually looking out for the country, the history of our country, the future of our country. It seems to be a game for so many in Washington. I have never seen in my lifetime, and obviously this has happened and become illuminated in the last couple of years, the complete weaponization and politicization of every facet of the executive branch from the doj to the fbi to homeland security using all of their power to go after trump using all of their power to ignore things that democrats do using all of their power to go after conservatives uh, and, and i'm on the weaponization committee as well and we've done a lot to illuminate that for the american people but of course the mainstream media is not going to talk about it you'll talk about it conservative people will talk about it but the mainstream media is not going to talk about it but it is so deeply rooted and it goes back to before trump got elected where the doj and the fbi were spying on trump's campaign i mean that's how deep rooted the the deep state is in washington and exactly why we need trump in the white house to do away with all of this crap so this just came out today central intelligence agency set off the russian collusion hoax in 2016 when u.s intelligence officials recruited foreign governments to spy on democrats american political opponents 
Substack publications, uh, private and racket, or public and racket, revealed new details about the origins of the Spygate hoax. Multiple credible sources tell public and racket that the United States intelligence community, including the CIA, illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the summer of 2016. The U.S. intelligence community asked Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance to surveil Trump's associates and share the intelligence they acquire, uh, acquired with U.S. agencies. I mean, this goes so far beyond the, the pale. Stuff that we have instinctively suspected, but now it is, it is verified over and over and nothing changes. Yeah, and not only were they going on offense against their political opponents, President Trump, but they were also going on defense. Remember those 51 intelligence officials that said, oh, the Hunter Biden laptop is just Russian disinformation, all of them signing a letter. And then mainstream media runs with, oh, the, the Hunter Biden laptop's just Russian disinformation. All of the working with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden on all these foreign deals, Russian disinformation. And of course, later we find out the laptop's true. All the information on the laptop is accurate. Bob Alinsky was just up here not too long ago giving testimony testimony that it was all about Joe and all of these foreign leaders knew that and had meetings with him. The, the, the weaponization of the intelligence community, the law enforcement arms by the deep state uh, should worry everybody in this country of uh, what's going on up here. And I don't want to see it, you know, continue to be used, you know, by the Republicans just as much as I don't want to see it used by the Democrats. This should concern every American. We we lose the very fundamental principles of who we are and what we expect from our government. There is, you know, when when the bad guys are in cahoots with the police, who do you call? Who do you call? There's nobody to protect you. Um, and, and that's a great point. There's the, Republicans and Democrats that are to blame for this. And just this week, they're going to try to reauthorize FISA, the very program that allowed these intelligence officials to spy on Trump's campaign. Is that going to the House first or the Senate? Yeah, there's Senate's a bill out, out, on the so House. It's be. That, yeah. And uh, I, I filed a bill that would repeal the Patriot Act, which created the, in, the, the larger... Should. Uh, pieces of, of FISA that allow people without warrants and violation of your constitutional rights to surveil you uh, under the guise of quote unquote domestic terrorism. There's no, there's no, uh, it, there's a reason why Nancy Pelosi and the deep state calls conservative Republicans domestic terrorists. It's so that they then can use FISA to spy Correct. on you as domestic terrorists. Correct. Correct. So can you um, uh, can you come back on the show next week before that bill goes up for a vote? Let's let's see if we can get some phone calls to uh, Congress to make sure that uh, that's not renewed, that that thing has got to stop. It is it is so out of control. And they keep saying, oh, well, we fixed it. I'm sorry. I don't trust the people who have violated it to fix it. No, no. So, Greg, thank you so much. The abuses are so deep. Uh, yeah yeah they are we've reported on them for a very long time greg stubbe the congressman from uh florida we'll talk to you hopefully next week thank you so much and